Hi, I'm DRT. It's Laura. Um, it is June 16th, and I'm excited to bring you uh, season two, episode 21 of the MDRT podcast. Um, today, I have my conversation with Dr. Shruti Tiwari Desai. Uh, she is a child psychiatrist from Fairfax, Virginia, and we had such a fun conversation. Um, she's one of an, uh, one of the newer MDRTs, and um, we just talked about where her passion for running has come from. She uh, was originally sort of a treadmill queen and has bought her first Garmin um, last month and is doing a lot of outside running. Um, She participated in our virtual 10K and ran a fast time on the track while her kids and husband cheered her on. And I think I see a uh, road half marathon um, in her future. Uh, We just don't know when road races will come back, but I'm sure she will uh, run a pretty speedy half marathon pretty soon. Um, She's a talented baker and talk about her love of art and her um, family and her love of art, which came from her grandma. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Shruti. That works. Yeah. That worked? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Shruti. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for making time for me. No, thank you. You saw my email. I was like, there's another Shruti. Are you sure you're not? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) No, I meant you. (laughs) The one who's dancing with Dr. Fauci on her. (laughs) Who wouldn't dance with Dr. Fauci? Oh, who wouldn't? (laughs) Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, hanging in there. You were on call this weekend. I'm so amazed that you have time to do this at all. Um, I was on call, but only one baby this weekend. So, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you are Dr. Shruti Desai. Yes. Or Tawari is your. That's my, that's my professional name. Yeah. That's my maiden name. Okay. So you go by Dr. Tawari. Yeah, and that's actually like technically still my name. <laughs> oh, I see. I, see. I never changed it. Yeah. Okay. But like in in personal circles, everybody just knows me as Desai. Okay, I see. Well, Doctor Kawari, um, and you are a child psychiatrist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. That's so interesting. And you live, you live where? Like on the East Coast time, I think South somewhere. Not South South, but like like DC metro area. So I'm in. I'm close to Fairfax. That's the central point that everybody usually identifies. And they're like, Are you yeah. near Fairfax? And I'm like, Yes. Everything yes. is 20 minutes from Fairfax. Yeah. For someone who isn't, yeah, I definitely know that area. What town are you specifically? I'm in Springfield. So I grew up in Springfield and like, we're, like I told you in my email, we're very boring. Like I ended up moving back to Springfield. My parents still live in Springfield. Um, So yeah, we, we have enjoyed, like I've, I've lived here my whole life and I like this area. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, why wouldn't you move back to be near your parents, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And my husband's family is from Northern Virginia as well. So everybody is within except for my sister who now lives in Richmond everybody lives within um about a 
like a 15 minute radius. It's really nice. It's, it's like a huge blessing. Yeah, that's so sweet. Well, tell us how the pandemic is down there right now. Like you guys have opened up a little bit, I'm guessing. We have opened up a little bit as of like most recently. I mean, like cases haven't been going down. I think, you know, I'm surprised at how, um, like, I feel like we did a, we did a decent job prior to like the, like the phase one opening. And, um, and then like last week we thought, okay, some of the, the, you know, a lot of the local trails were open, but people weren't, you know, they had closed off the parking lots, but then they opened the parking lots and we drove through just like one of our local, um, parks and it was so packed. Oh my gosh. It made me not happy because people, I mean, it's so packed and like everyone's just outside and, you know, not that I'm saying that you, like, I don't always run with a mask or a buff or anything like that, but it was just like tons of people congregating in an area, you know, it's not like everybody's just moving past each other either. Um, And it's hard to do that. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see how things go. I think a lot of my patients when I, I, we're doing telehealth and I feel like a lot of my patients are taking things pretty seriously. And at the end of the day, like we can, we can educate, but our locus of control is within our own people. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Have you guys been pretty much hunkered down just like the four of you for the last couple months? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I like when the whole thing started, um, you know, and I feel like we were probably a little later on the, on the, we were slow on the uptake around here, but, um, but better than some places. And I, and at work, there was a lot of pushback at first in terms of going to telehealth, I think. Um, And then I just said, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna stop seeing patients. I'll just make phone calls instead. This is silly, because it's the easiest field to do via telehealth. Like we, you know, there's, there's really no reason we shouldn't be moving over to telehealth immediately. And then, um, pretty soon after that, they decided to make the move. And we were able to do that kind of seamlessly within a couple of weeks. And it's been fine. And so yeah, I mean, other than going out with like the family, just like the four of us, we go on runs or hikes or whatever. We're just we're kind of hanging in and hanging in. So tell us what um, what kind of practice do you run? Or it sounds like it's not private practice, it's academic. No, it's not academic. So it, it's an interest. It's it's so we, I'm part of a nonprofit organization called the Keller Center, and okay. uh, it's but it's we're like a large hospital wing, which many people in this area know. It's Innova, so we're funded by Innova, but we're kind of like our own. So like essentially, I am governed by their rules and policies, but we kind of are our own thing as well. So a lot of our like my my contract is from um, the hospital, but like we have a lot of we have a lot of freedom in some ways in terms of what we can do and and the patients we see and kind of some of our some of our guidelines within our practice so it's it's nice to have that flexibility um yeah but still you know it's yeah it's it's good to be part of a of a bigger group with other physicians as well so that's nice so do you have like a specialty say that again you kind of broke up a little oh have a specialty or basically all all kinds of kids I see all kinds of kids um I do um so within practice they we also have a day program like a partial hospitalization so that's one step below inpatient and then we run an intensive outpatient program as well so there are two physicians that kind of do half that like a half day of that and half day of outpatient and I don't I do a full day of outpatient 
Um, and after my kids, I went, after my, my son was born, I went to four days a week, um, which has been re- like a huge blessing. And I, like, I wrote that into my contract and I never went back to, <laughs> to full time. And it, it's been nice to have that, especially now because, um, it, it like at least gives me one day where I can get other stuff done. It's a huge blessing. I mean, I'm, we're, I'm so privileged to be able to have that, but yeah, so I do all outpatient and yeah, I see all different kinds of kids. Um, you know, I see kids that are, I see kids from six to 18 and I do primarily medication management, but I, I, I just, I can't do that. I mean, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of psychiatrists are probably the same. I think our, we were all trained to do a combination of meds and therapy. And I, like oftentimes I say that like I, I probably should have been a just, you know, I, I probably should have been a therapist because I love that part of it so much because yeah um, that's the part that I really love is the connecting and the stories and um, getting to see people change over time. But unfortunately that's the one bad part about having like a job where you get told what to do. I don't get to do a lot of that. I mean, I, I try to build it into my appointments, but um, it's a little bit less than I would like. Yeah. Yeah. But it must be really cool to uh, follow that you've diagnosed and having problems, followed them through like years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, I started about, let's see, it's been 10 years at, and I, I joined this practice straight out of fellowship. One, one of my fellowship um, friends and I, we both joined together and we both like stuck with it ever since. And so we're always like playing chicken like I'm like I maybe I'll leave you know like whenever we have a bad day and then neither one of us really will probably do that you know I mean maybe at some point I'll think about private practice but um I enjoy it and I feel like a lot of the kids that I see like I see them when they start like third grade and then they're seniors you know and a lot of times people phase in and out or they get off their meds or whatever but it's really nice to see kids that struggled especially graduate or um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's, it's hard, but it's really rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so hard. So much respect for what you I do. I mean, for all of us, yeah. right? I, I feel like every yeah. specialty has this thing. Yeah. No, definitely. But still, like, child psych is so hard. It must be so, I mean, I could never do any form of pediatric, like, pediatrics. Everything, like, makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I think of bad things happening to children. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. No, but it's also really fun, you know. I feel like um, you, I learn, you learn so much from the kids that you work with and their families. And a part of why I like child psych is because you get to see the grownups too. And a lot of child psychiatrists hate that part, but I love it. I feel like it's almost like a family systems approach. And that mean like grownups are just big kids, you know, we all like, we all say that, but like, it's true. You know, a lot of people um, raise their own kids because they came from a background of some sort of trauma or something happened to them. And part of, um, the hard part and the cool part about, about my job, I think is trying to figure that out too, with the parents and like, you know, like figuring them out as well, you know, and how to support them because it's not, things aren't really going to change for that kiddo unless the parents also have the support right. that they need. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Have there been people that you know that do what you do, but sort of like half private practice and half like, through an organization or a hospital structure or a medical structure? Yeah, there. Um, so let's see. I, one of my, like my colleagues that left, 
she does a mix. Uh, gosh, she does everything. I mean, she does a mix of like an eating disorder clinic. And then she works for the CSB, which is the community services board, like part time, a couple days a week. And then she, she had a private practice as well. And um, I just, you know, I don't know how you manage all of that. I'm a pretty, like, I'm, I, well, one bad thing about me is I'm, I'm really afraid of change. And so I will pick something and then just stick with it forever and ever. So I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. And really during this quarantine, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, like, am I really, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to do private practice? What am I afraid of? Um, all that kind of stuff. But I like, yeah, I think there are people that do a mix, but most people in this area that do private practice don't take insurance. It's, and I don't know if that's common right. everywhere, but it's just, you know, that's, it's self-pay um, or out-of-network stuff. And so I don't know if I'm quite ready to go that way either. Yeah. Well, I asked it that way just because it seems like this would lend itself well to try to try it out. Because, yeah, in New York, of course, psychiatry is mostly out-of-pocket mm-hmm. or self-pay. So, but, like, you have the safety of a part-time job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with benefits if you need it and then also like dip your toe into private practice um but um yeah i was just curious because like a lot of people structure their days and their lives you know differently um for sure so do you take the your whole like um day off like one day off or do you take like two half days off or like what is your week so i do eight hours monday through thursday and then fridays i have off and Yeah, I love it. Um, So a lot of times that gives me now, that being said, I usually like, I end up covering my own calls, which which I don't really care about. I mean, that's that's minor stuff, but I end up doing my own phone calls on Friday if people call in for for stuff. And if there's something urgent that needs to be addressed, but it's really it's it's very doable. And it gives me some time on Fridays. I did it mainly because when I had my son, I, I really wanted that time. And, um, it, it gave me a little bit more flexibility, which I loved. Yeah, no, of course. Once you become a mom, um, yeah, just having flexibility and time with your family is just so important. Um, which brings me to a question. So how do you fit it all in? So you, you run. Yeah. Um, tell us, well, tell us about that. Like, when did you start running? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, so I started running probably, so I ran cross country, not well, um, in high school, just, I think one year, two years, I can't remember. It was my, oh, no, it was two years, my junior year and my senior year of high school. And, um, you know, I was like part of the team, but I'm not a, I wasn't, you know, winning these meets or anything like that. And um, it just, I, I ran in college. It just kind of became um my way of, I don't know what, what better way to say it than meditating. Like it just, it's, you just kind of go to it. For me, I just go to a different place when I run. I don't, um, I, I listen to stuff, but oftentimes I have find myself having to rewind if I'm listening to a podcast. Cause I just kind of zone out and think about stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've always done it when I was young, when I was like, we moved to the States when I was almost seven and my mom was pregnant and with my sister. And when we, we moved to Fairfax, um, I remember like when we first moved here, like I was pretty chubby and like in India, like there's just no, there just wasn't a lot of like nutritional education. And so when we came here too, my parents 
we didn't um, at the very beginning, like many immigrant families, they just didn't have a lot of money. We were in like subsidized housing and um, my mom would just like let me get school lunches. And uh, like pretty soon my, my our pediatrician was like, she has high cholesterol and they put me on this like diet. And so it wasn't like a big thing. And I kind of was a little bit more, I, I wouldn't even call myself like chubby by today's standards, but at that time, like compared to other Indian kids, I probably was. And so I never was really that into like exercise. And my parents never made it a thing, which I feel very blessed about. Like they just kind of did, just didn't make it a big deal. It was more about health and that kind of right. stuff. And so, you know, we would, we would kind of like my, my, my um, mom was in India. She was a, like a high school and college athlete. Like she played basketball and she ran track. She did hurdles. Like she, she won hurdles every year in her, um, in her like Catholic college there. And yeah, wow. it's really funny. Um, I just like a whole nother side to her. And then, so she kind of encouraged like, why don't you, why don't we go outside and like, you can run, you know? And so we, we did that a little bit. And then in high school, I got interested in it. And then I just have kept running, but I just, I haven't done a lot of races. Yeah. Yeah. Like in college and beyond, you were just uh, doing it for like mental health reasons or just, yeah, just health reasons. Right. Like just recreationally, like friends, you know, if there was a, I actually, I, I didn't even run a lot with groups. Like I did a lot of solo running just because it allowed me a time and space to clear my head. And, um, you know, and then in, in med school, was it in med school? Yeah. In med school, one of our med school classmates was, um, a pretty big runner. And I remember like the first month of my first year of med school, we ran, I went to med school in Norfolk and we ran the like Elizabeth river 8k as a, as a team. We all just like ran it together and that was really fun. And so then in med school, I ran with, with like a small group, um, and then I moved to Philly for residency and that's kind of with the place, you know, like this, the limited number of places where I've lived, it's kind of how I've gotten to know the city too, you know, just running see so much. Yeah, no, totally. When did you meet your husband? So I met my husband in college, met my husband in college. We, um, I went to UVA. Well, it's funny, like my, so I told you we grew up, we both grew up around here. My, my brother-in-law, yeah. so his brother and I actually went to the same high school, but we never knew each other. He was like, he was a senior when I was a freshman and then we just never knew each other. And then in college, his, his brother and I both went to UVA and Shamik went to tech and um, like there was a football game, I think our sophomore year and he came up and we were sitting next to each other and um <laughs> We had this really great banter because we were huge dorks about Saved by the Bell. Like it was really, <laughs> we ended up just, I mean, it was, a, it's clearly like at this point, we can acknowledge that we were both like flirting, but um, yeah, but then he ended up dating this other chick that I knew and I always had it <laughs> over his head and you no, know, then, then we just became kind of friends. We would email um, back and forth. We, um, we just kind of, we became, we had like sort of this weird flirty friendship, but I kind of put him in friend zone. And um, then I went to med school and he like, I think he emailed me a couple of times in, in the beginning of med school. And then we just sort of lost touch. And many years later, when I was in re- five, five or six years later, when I was in residency, one of our mutual friends who were both close with was kind of like, what about so-and-so, you know, and we both 
oh yeah like and um it's funny because it turned out that like we both saved all those emails and so it was nice to reconnect and like you know it was pretty soon after we met at that time that we um it was so it was right it was right after we re like we connected in residency um probably like seven or eight months after Shamik's mom Shamik's mom passed away in 2006 of breast cancer. And so it was like right after that, that we sort of started talking and, um, and yeah. And then we just, I don't know, we just hit it off and dated and got, got married. married. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know, then like the rest is history, I guess. Oh, so what does he do? So he's our resident like tech wizard. He um, is a senior project manager for Accenture and I am, notoriously bad with everything technology related I don't think I would even own an iPhone if it wasn't for him I I would just like have one of those flip ones where you had to push the buttons eight times to get a letter just because I don't care I'm like yeah this is so and I I love the the benefits of it but I don't want to I don't want to have to like research it or do any of that stuff so he's he's it's really easy for him to telecommute too because he's in IT right that's been nice yeah yeah. So then you got married and you have two kids. So tell us about your kids. Um, so my son is seven and his name is Roshan and my daughter is four and her name is Ayana. And they're, yeah, they're really, they're really, yeah. <laughs> they're really getting into play. Yeah. And- I know you bought your son some, some <laughs> shoes. So I am like a big diehard Saucony fan. I've, I've always run in those shoes and I also hate change. Like I told you, so I really need to start getting out of my comfort zone and trying like new balances or, but you know, so anyway. Yeah. Well, what, what is it about these shoes that are not like what kind, what, what brand, like what no, model? They're like Saucony so old. We were laughing about this in our pacemaker group because I, I think I've run in these Kinvara like, they're like the version five of the shoe and I just won't go beyond yeah. because every time I read a view or review about the six or the seven, they're like, Oh, I hate it. The five was way better. Or, you know, like whatever. And then I just liked the feel of these so much. I kept buying them and now I, I don't know if they make them anymore. So, yeah, I don't think they do. I was going to ask you like, cause once they go, you know, they go to the next level or next model, they stop making them. So where are you finding the shoe? They're like, <laughs> There, nobody wants them. So then I just get them. And then, of course, during the pandemic, apparently, like, everybody bought the fives. So then I, I moved up to, like, a different one, um, which has been nice. Oh, you did. I was going to say, you should just, you know, buy, like, 12 of them if you really want. <laughs> well, now that I ran that, like, faster pace, now I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, Kinvara le- or 10s or 11s or whatever they are. That's what I'm going to buy from now on. <laughs> yeah. We'll be stuff. That's so funny. Yeah, so the kids, I mean, you know, we don't. I haven't, it's not like we, um, like, well, actually it's funny. We've started going running as a family a lot now and Roshan is, at least for now, he's really into it. Like today he was like, let's run a mile. And so now a mile is just like peas and carrots to him. He's kind of like, I want to do two miles. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Wow, that's seven. He's seven. I think he ran his mile pretty fast. It's like nine. Yeah, he, you know, he is, um, yeah, he, it's he really latched on to this idea of pace like because he ran a race for his school last year they have like a half mile and a mile like the, the younger kids run the half mile and the like the second graders onwards run a mile and he did the half mile but by the end of it like I that was the weekend I was away that weekend 
and Shamik called me and he's like, yeah, he did, he did great, you know, um, but he was pretty winded. Like he wanted to throw up after the, the half mile. And I was like, oh no. So we talked a little bit about like, cause he's like, well, I didn't feel good after that run. And I was like, you know, I just don't, I think you just kind of like gunned it the whole time. And I think you just, maybe we need to just like run at a slower pace. And so we, um, I will tell you this Garmin has been the most amazing purchase because it helped me track his runs. And he was like, what does your watch say? What does your watch say? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he may need a watch himself. Oh my God. <laughs> really? Like the seven-year-old? No. <laughs> right. All right. Maybe you can wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just got your first, um, like, yes. running watch in the last, like, six months or something like that. Yes. Like, in the last, in the last, not in the yeah. last six months, like, in the last one month. <laughs> one month oh my gosh so were you just how you were just running like before this and we just yes so the reason I, I joined MDRT actually was because Emmy invited me who I like who doesn't love her but she's amazing and um she yeah. had been saying for like a while she was like oh you should join this running group and I was like yeah yeah, yeah I really want to but I need to be a legit runner and she's like you are a legit runner and I'm like no I'm not a legit runner I'm ru I, I only run treadmill right now like I don't run at all outside and so she's like, let me, let me add you to this group. Cause then you're going to just start running outside. And then I didn't run outside after like six months after I joined the group. <laughs> but I, but I, because I would run, I would get up, um, just with the kids. Like, I don't know. I have this, I, I would find it hard. Um, cause I'd be doing, you know, I, cause with Shamik's job, he works in DC. And so I would be doing drop-offs and pickups and then dinner with the kids and he wouldn't get home till like eight at night. So I don't, I wouldn't want to go running that late at night outdoors. And so what I ended up doing was, um, I think, I think gay does this too. Like I would get up at four 30 in the morning, I go to the gym and then I'd run for like an hour and a half on the treadmill and then I'd come back and it felt great. And since the pandemic, I've been running outside and I was, um, I think I was commenting on one of her posts and I was like, Oh my God, so much more now just because I'm doing my runs outdoors and I don't feel like I have to get up at four 30 in the morning. So that's good. Mm. But, and how do you like running outside? I love it. I mean, I've always been an outdoor runner before um, my kids. I never, I would, I mean, I used to be like that person that was like, no, I don't want to run on the treadmill. It's, you know, it doesn't feel the same. And then after um, when I got pregnant with Roshan, I think it was like, it, cause it got cold like running in the cold and then I was also pregnant and I was like yeah I'm just gonna do it on the treadmill so I would run on the treadmill um and then I just became a treadmill runner and there's nothing wrong with that it's, right. it's great but it's just yeah. you know I started, and then I became like the treadmill runner that would watch tv and um like read books when on the treadmill which again nothing wrong with that but I was kind of like when I switched to outdoor runs I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna do I'm not gonna have a tv in front of me but it's <laughs> it's been good it's yeah. great I'm sure so how have you liked your garment how have I liked my running oh, your garment I love it it's been great I was but it's you know it's this is the reason also that I kind of am shy of technology because I get so addicted so quickly like the first week I started wearing it I don't know if anybody else feels like this but I took it off to charge it and um you know, I forgot to put it back on for half a day. And I was like, oh, so mad. Yeah, All like my steps. Back and my stuff. And I was outside and I was wandering. 
because now I'm like obsessed with wearing it all the time and I look at it all the time. That's so funny. No, that's so funny. Do you um like do you look at your pace now? Like, are you because you said I mean, you know, I knew from outright you don't like races and it doesn't seem like um like you don't have like a run coach or no. anything like that, right? Like I would I'm, I want to <laughs> like, like are you are you interested in any of that? Like do you start looking at your garment? Are you starting to try to run certain paces at certain certain times? Or no, you're totally so I go, yeah, I go, I mean I do. I, and I go through phases with this. Like I, I do love beating my own pace. Like I've always been that way. You know, I like to go faster and longer if I can. But like a lot of times when I run, I'm like I'm like Forrest Gump, like, like I'll just run and run and run. And then when I'm tired, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have yeah. been, I've been looking at my paces. I try not to look at it a lot when, while I'm running because I think it psychs me out a little bit. Like I won't, I, I'll look at it like once a mile and I'll try, try to avoid looking at it um, otherwise. Cause you know, I was using Runkeeper before or like one of those apps and you know, they're not as accurate, but because it's not in front of my face on my on my wrist, I don't look at it all the time. Yeah. Is there like a distance or a time that you typically run? Like, what's your long? Because an hour and a half on the treadmill sounds like a long time. Like, was that a typical? Yeah. Run well, that's the thing. I feel like this is why I feel like the treadmill runs were so much easier for me because I would I wouldn't run on like a super high incline either, right? I would put it on like like one. And I would just go and then I would run, like I could do easy, like 10, 11, maybe 12. Like, there were days when I would run like 12 miles on the treadmill or like 11 miles on the treadmill. And now probably outdoors and also in our, in our neighborhood, it's really pretty hilly. And so that slows me yeah. down a little bit, but now I'll do, uh, I think it varies. I, I'll do between like three and eight, um, like depending on the day and how I feel. And I, I don't always run every single day. I try to do it whenever I can. Yeah. So what does it like About, end up to be? Like five days a week or like so three like to this four days week, a week? I would or? say like, yes, yeah, today we did a couple miles on the track. Yesterday we did a couple miles for the race. And then Saturday I ran my race. Um, Friday. I, so yeah, like three or four times a week, I would say at least some days, some weeks it's like five. Yeah. We just, yeah. Cool. If other stuff gets busy, then I don't do it yeah. as much. Yeah. Congratulations Yay. on your ten k, yeah. right? Like, I, I think the longest I've have... the longest race I've ever done was ten miles, and I don't know if I I don't I don't know maybe I would want to do a marathon someday, and I feel like if I wanted to do it, I probably would, but I I would probably be interested in doing a half marathon. I see all those posts. I, it's such an enabling group, I tell you. Um, it's great. No, it's good. I know it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also so nice to see pictures of people meeting up. I, that's such a gift to be able to meet with a community of people that like the same thing that you do. So. Yeah. Oh, totally. And can go through, you know, just knowing all the yeah. scheduling and the craziness of like being a doctor and having kids and trying to run Completely. All yes. at the same time. Yes. So. Um, yeah, but I would not, I mean, if you run 10, 11, 12 miles on a treadmill, you could obviously certainly run a half marathon. With some training, yes. <laughs> I think it's the number yes. that scares me more. You know, like it's, I'm sure with training, we could, we, we can do it. You know, we can do all these things. 
Oh, totally. I mean, when was that 10 miles? That would have been, I think that was 2013. I think that was the year that Roshan, I did the blue, like I did the, um, oh gosh, what is the, what's the one in Philly? They have like the, the, yeah, Broad Street. I did that when I was in residency. And then I did a 10 mile run. There was something, it was for ovarian cancer, um, which was in 2013, like six months after Roshan was born. And so, and that was the last time I did a race. So I know, isn't that so funny? And we talk about it sometimes. I I think we just, I I just do, I just run. So it doesn't even. I used, I used to be like. No, but I think racing is great. It's such a great way to connect. (laughs) And then I know, but then I joined WRT and I was like, oh, we should just, you know, join all the races. And meet up. So, I mean, when they, when they come back around. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there must be like a good half marathon in your area that like people do in the fall. I, I mean, something. I'm sure that there are so many. And then there's like Marine Corps that happens here. Um, there's, there's a lot of marathons like in this area as well. And I wouldn't mind traveling if it was it was something, you know, I, I wouldn't mind traveling. My, what, one of my best friends, she's, she does, she's done like three marathons. Um, and she's like, but I'm not fast. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. You ran 26 miles. Like <laughs> I don't need to be fast. I will yeah. not be fast if I run a marathon. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've seen your runs, like we can enable you, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I never did run races at all. And I just did like I signed up for a marathon like that was how I started to run I was like oh well anything about races it it makes you accountable right you feel um responsible for it you feel like wow you know like here this is my goal and I'm training for something so it kind of pushes you to do it which is really nice right right but the flip side to it is that, you know, because you love running, Shruti, that it's nice that, like, you don't necessarily need to have this goal of a, a race to keep you interested. In it is, so you know, it is nice. nice. I think, like, the one thing I want my kids to take away from it is that, like, whether or not they do it as a competitive thing or just an enjoyable thing or even just an occasional thing, it's just, it's the one thing that you can do no matter where you are, right? Like, that's the the best part about running is like, it doesn't matter. Like I could be in a hotel room in Prague and like run outside, you know, which is really nice. No, totally. It's a gift to give it to them. So yeah, maybe they will. Yeah. Partake later. Um, Does your husband run or what does he think of running? He hates running. (laughs) He is, he, uh, (laughs) yeah, he's not, he's, it's funny because he's very coordinated. Um, If that's, if that's the way to describe it, he's very dexterous. Like he, um, he's good at sports. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, that's why I run because I'm not good at any sort of coordinated sport. Like I can't catch, I can't throw, I can't swim. Um, and again, like I'm sure I, I don't know. I don't even know if with some training, if I could do these things, but he, um, he just, he hates it. He like, he'll do it with me sometimes. But he's like, I don't know. He's I, he won't even he would he would register for a five k and that's it. He does not want to do anything beyond that. Like not interested. He's like, no, right. no, no, no. And so he he did this thing like the last few months. He was trying to build up so he would go on the treadmill and then he would run a little bit outside. And he was kind of like, I don't even when I get to a certain amount, I don't get that runner's high or like I don't feel that I don't feel that good feeling. 
And so I was like, well, you know, just do what you can then. He's supportive. Yeah. Like, I mean, he will. I don't know. Yeah. Like if I told him I wanted to go running, he'd be like, sure, go, go for it. You know, like he'll take care of breakfast. He'll take care of the kids. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. That's so nice that you're so supportive. I'm sure he would love to cheer you on yeah, during a race sure. too. Like, like the day of the um the day of the race it actually you know because of covid like we haven't been driving and we've moved our cars around a little bit but his car wouldn't start so he and the kids walked up to the track which is like a couple of miles from our house yeah, and then, I, then i drove them back home so it's nice yeah That's so I keep, did you do did you do the yeah. whole 10k on the track? Unlike Jakima, I was wow. not trying to add elevation to my 10k. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, tell us about your oh, yeah. so on MDR. I think we all it's all thanks to Julia, who is the ultimate connector of everyone, I think. Um, who I feel like it was her and she created one of those run the edge groups. And asked us all, like, I think she had put yes. out on MDRT, does anybody want to join? And then the five of us responded. Um, so, yeah, there, it's me, Jakima, so Julia, it? Molly, and Sarah Martinez. And um, so we have completed our 2020 for 2020, actually, as of last week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, it's a group. So, I mean, <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> I think it was Jakima's run last week that completed the 2020, which is great. Um, but it's good because That's we, so nice. we will be on our um, in our little group. We'll be messaging. And it's always Julia. She's always like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to run. And then, like, you know, three hours later, she's like, fine. I did five miles. <laughs> Fine, I did four miles. Yes, <laughs> you know, so everybody kind of pushes each other a little bit, and we, and if somebody gets injured, I, it's just nice to have a place to vent about it, you know. One hundred percent. That's so sweet that you know, even within. I, I mean, obviously, I'm aware of this, but like, there's groups within MDRT, whether it's like the Run the Edge group or just like sort of someone you met at one of these meetups, like encouraging people to like run and keep on track or. Like something's wrong or we're injured you have like friends to like you know bounce ideas yeah off and I'm, I, I'm always amazed at how vulnerable people are in the group you know I appreciate that so much there's like when I see people's posts and they're sharing something that happened and they are able to be brave in that way it's so moving because we all have had those experiences or maybe can relate to them, maybe can't relate to them, but it really, it helps me put my own life into perspective too. Yeah. 100%. So, so totally. And I feel like runners are especially good at it. Um, I don't know, maybe we just talk while we run and we, <laughs> we lay everything out, but it's, it's really nice as doctors that we can share all it these is. things too. So moms, yeah. Um, you're a really good baker too. <laughs> I I've seen. Like <laughs> well, I wish I could taste your stuff, but it sure look you. pretty. Um, I feel like a lot of us um jumped on that cookie bandwagon a couple years ago, and um, yeah, I you know I like I've always liked art. I my my grandmother and I, my mom's mom and I, were really close. 
um, so when, when I was born in India, my mom, I, she does not know what happened, but I, I don't know whether it was like a, like uterine rupture or what, but she was on bed rest for like a month. She was in the hospital and then she was on bed rest. And my grand, my mom's mom, like, like took care of me my the first month. Like she fed me, she, yeah. Like she cared for me like the first few months really. And so we had a really close bond my whole life. And I, I mean, we spent a lot of time apart because we moved to the States and she was in India and then she'd come visit us and stay with us for months at a time and then have to go back. Um, but we would like call and write each other. And she was um, always into art and artsy stuff. And so um, I feel like as, as I got older, I just, you know, I, I connected with that a lot with her, you know, I would, I don't know, she's, she's, she's all of my memories from childhood have her in them in some way, shape or form. And in some ways, like I always say, like, she's, she's even more like, it's, it's such a, such a special relationship. Like she was even more like my mom than my mom was sometimes. Um, and then, so yeah, yeah. So in like 20, in 2018, when she passed away, um, it was like, that was really hard for me didn't anticipate that being quite so hard because I always kind of thought about it like okay but she's my grandmother you know like and it was it was hard I mean I, I think I was really shaken by that because she like there's there are people in your life that just kind of make you feel like it doesn't matter what you do or how you talk to them they'll they always like they make you feel good and they make you feel whole and she was just that person for me and so, um that was, that was hard. And so I, I think that was kind of when I started getting back into like my art more and running even more. And um, yeah, so the cookie thing kind of happened around that time. And it's been, it's been really cool to be a part of that art community as well. There's so much support, you know? Yeah. Yeah, really cute, like <laughs> good penmanship. Well, we know our resident <laughs> is like my co-MDRT pacemaker. Julia, who's always posting her, she is, she's all the time. Oh my gosh, that girl doesn't stop thinking. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing cookies. You <laughs> make bread and do I'll try everything. Yes, stuff too. Don't um, you? Anything artsy. I I really feel yeah. like sometimes it sounds so cheesy, but I feel like a lot of times I can almost feel my grandmother in like as I'm making it. Like I'll have a moment where I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe that actually came out like that because. I don't know. I just, I feel like she is that it, like, I still feel connected to her during those times when I'm creating. So um, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, you totally are yeah. You're channeling your energy that's, that's in you, you know, in your genes and in your memories and in your love and you're putting that into your cookies and your baking. So that's, that's amazing to have that connection. Yeah. Do your kids like help you do that stuff or are you like super? No, they help a lot. They always, they want to help like make the cookie dough. So my son loves cracking eggs. He's like the best egg cracker ever. And my, they, they like fight over who's going to measure the vanilla. And then, so they always help. And then we set aside like some of the cookie dough for them. Cause then they'll like roll and make their own cookies and usually they'll decorate them. Um, but it is such a pain to like do all the steps sometimes because I just want to get to the decorating part that um, 
like there are days that I'm like, okay, you guys can't make any cookies today. Like I'll have to save it for you for later because it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I totally but, understand. I feel like you're gonna make a mess and I just and I don't even get have, it like, done today. Business, so right. I don't do this as you know, for it's not like I'm there's any pressure most of the time. It's I am making it for like friends and family, yeah. but still. <laughs> right. So, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's just get to the end. <laughs> so. uh, well, what you talked about your your kids a little bit in terms of running, but what are they like? Um, like what are they are, into? Let's see. They're so Roshan. He's really into basketball. So there, we're we enjoy watching sports as a family. Like we're just we we have fun with that. So like we're big Redskins fans, even though they suck. Um, cause I think we're just both from the area. And so during football season, that's been really yeah. cool to watch, um, Roshan and really both of them get interested in it and kind of follow along the game. And then right around the time, like the year before the caps won the Stanley cup, um, Roshan started getting really interested in ice skating and hockey. And, um, he, you know, he, we were actually going to start him in a hockey league this year, an ice hockey league. And then all the coronavirus stuff happened. And with COVID, they closed down a lot of the rinks and, in our area. And so he just hasn't started that whole process yet. But he's, he, I mean, the, he's, he really loves sports. Like he'll get on to school. They have like these learning programs for their school and he'll get on and he'll do like, um, not a research paper, but, you know, he'll do like a worksheet on like Patrick Mahomes or like he'll read about the caps or he'll read about, I don't know, like he'll, he just loves learning about athletes. He's, and he has this crazy memory for a lot of that stuff. Like I think we, he, there was a poster of um, all the football teams and within like a few minutes, Shamik just started asking him because he was like, wait, hold on. Does he know all the teams? Like he would, like he could tell you all the AFC teams, all the NFC teams. <laughs> It's so funny. And then Ayana, like, she's just kind of funny. Like, she's she's developing into her own little person. Like, she um, she really enjoys a, a really wide variety of things. And they're both so different. They love playing together, but they're very different. Like, Roshan likes to jump a lot from thing to thing. He's a lot like me. And Ayana, and they're both kind of, they're like both of us in, in a mixed way, but, and then Ayana will just like sit with something for hours and hours and work on it until it looks perfect. Like she just doesn't want to give up, you know, but yeah, they're, it's, it's yeah. cool to watch them grow. Yeah. And it's crazy. How, like Siblings can be so different at times. You're like, yeah, oh, they feel completely differently. They're, they're so, they're so different. Like she's so much more easygoing. Um, Roshan is a lot more, um, I don't know. He's, he's, he's very sensitive in a very different way. Like they're, they're both, they have, it's so amazing to watch yeah. like the ways in which they're both gifted and sensitive and funny. Um, and it's also hard, you know, like with everything going on, they've had a, like, we, we've been trying to talk to them a little bit, um, about everything, about like COVID, about race, about what's happening in the world. And it's a really, it's a really interesting time to be a kid right now. For sure. Yeah. No, totally. I'll like, right. And do you have no. a babysitter? Because I mean, who's 
children while you're trying. Yeah. So I mean, again, kudos to Shamik because when I'm with patients, I'm, I'm usually not able to pull away. Um, and I go pretty back to back. Um, like I have little half an hour breaks in between, in between like every four or five patients, but I, that's, I have like two half an hour breaks the whole day and that's it. So I'll run upstairs and make lunch during one of those half an hour breaks. But he's, you know, one of us will get them on their Zoom call in the morning. And they're, I just feel really blessed that they're young. So they're, I don't feel like I have to structure their day that much. And, um, and they're, they're really yeah. great. I mean, we're, again, we're so blessed and fortunate to have them because they're really very self-sufficient kids. So a lot, I, I really, I don't understand how that happened because a lot of the day they're able to just figure out things to do themselves playing by themselves they're, they love imaginative play so they're doing a lot of that um and both of them went to Montessori school when they were younger so Ayana still goes but um that style of learning really just they they kind of that's how they grew up when they were really little and so they've they've just been really self-sufficient so it's not yeah we're I, I think it's just a wow group, honestly <laughs> just love that. yeah and they're getting, yeah, and they get along, along. and they want to I mean, do it like together. Screaming oh. upstairs quite often, especially now that we're in month three or month four. Um, so they, I mean, they have their share of fights, but they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Wow. What's going on? Is it? Say that. Say that one more just time. Home stuff too. Are they home summer too? Because like camps are kind of. Yeah, so their their Montessori school will do, um, like a summer. So my my daughter's Montessori school. Sorry, it will do like a summer camp. And so Roshan, um, they were they were super happy to just have him come back as a leader for that group. And so he's he's like a pseudo camp counselor almost for his for the younger kids in that group because the way that it works for Montessori is that they'll have like a mixed age class ages three to six right and so he's seven so he just like he's just left that school to go to public school this year and so a lot of his friends he still stays in touch with them and and things like that so that'll be nice and then my sister-in-law um she actually she's really into yoga and mindfulness and she um just started her own business in the past couple of years doing like after school mindfulness classes and so she's doing a summer camp for like a week and so we'll probably do that um which will be fun yeah are you you know vacation so this weekend we were thinking about just doing some tent camping and yeah we're I would not I would not say that we're like you know the family that camps all the time but we have a tent we have all the stuff so we were going to just go to like a local park and do that um and then I keep hearing about people renting RVs and that sounds cool. Like, and, yeah. and it's like air conditioned. So what's not to love? <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds really fun. Yeah. You got to be into camp. Exactly. And I, I so. would say that we are like a hundred percent. Like, I mean, I saw, I think it was Gay's post about like solar shower and I'm like making notes on like, okay, I got to buy the solar shower. <laughs> Will you take like you think this this summer or uh, take time off? Is that what you're not really? Yeah. 
I think yeah, so. Yeah, take like and a couple weeks. The staycation. You know, oh, one, one thing we might do, um, which is really exciting, we were going to do it at the beginning of the, the pandemic, was we thought about getting a dog. Um, and we haven't... I know. Everyone's getting a dog. Everyone's getting a quarantine. Oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> and jealous. then we didn't. Well, there was... So... Um, I really, I was, I wanted to do like a rescue and Shamik is really nervous about rescues. And I'm like, why are you nervous? But he wants to get these, this one particular, there's like a breeder that has this really fabulous like record and they do this hypoallergenic, um, you know, they're all those, that's like the big thing is like golden doodles and cockadoodle, you know, cockapoos and all those things. But so yeah, yeah there's, yeah. Um, there are these Cavachons that are like Cavalier King Charles mixed with Bichons. And they're really cute, but the the dog breeder actually closed oh. down for um, like a month and a half, and they're reopening this week. So that might happen. I don't know. We'll see. They're so if they're they I'm talk sure they about it all, all the time. We would never tell them until the dog actually walked into the house. But <laughs> right, right. But the number of people who get puppies in the last like two months, like insane, like. We should get a puppy. Yeah. But and then I think about it and I'm like, we don't have room for puppies are all going to have like separation anxiety when we all go back to work because now they're used to their owners being home. Right. All the time. Yeah. Why the house? Yeah. Like everyone at home yeah. all the time. Is there talk at work about you'll start seeing? Like real life patients that's even needed so like I a permanent that, shift um you know i think everybody's kind of hitting their wall at this point in patients and and providers i think it's it's hard it's hard to do telehealth with psych in some ways um it's not the same connection i think you know our office our offices are different we're working out of home and um even for our for a lot of my patients that's been not destabilizing but it's different like you can't connect in the same way so at, at our work the the more intensive programs are going back um like they started this week with our partial program started seeing but it's like very limited their max is five i think their max census in-house is five and they have like all these things that they put into place like there are separate rooms they have to like sanitize everything after a group is held um they've shortened their hours a little bit and then they still have a virtual platform for families that aren't comfortable but just from like a safety standpoint it was really hard to monitor kids that are um that have like safety concerns that are cutting or that need that structure during the day it, it was you know a lot of times the dysfunction is also yeah. in the family and so to have them be at home doing this intensive program virtually right. with without the, it was just really, it was, it was hard to do that. Yeah. Mental health took a big, and it goes both ways. COVID, I think there were some kids sure. that were like, yay, like, you know, no school and welcome to my world. I've been anxious for my whole life. Come join me. You know, like there was that, but then there was also yeah. a lot of um, people that struggled with, I mean, that, that continue to struggle with the lack of structure and, um, sharing space. I mean, like everything has shifted for everybody in the family. You know, so yeah, 100%. I'm sitting, I say that <laughs> because I'm sitting in the bathroom 
which is where I I tape most of these. So if everyone's like, why is Laura's voice sound really echoey? Because I'm sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> well, there's just no room in my apartment. Like everyone else is like zooming or practicing some instrument or like doing what they need to do. Like oh my at home, but just like <laughs> there's no other space so for me. So I know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's okay. I've gotten used to it. I like call patients from the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if they think they can tell that I'm in the bathroom right now. So, um. Anyway, do you, so do you have like running goals this summer? Like, are you just gonna run? Like, do you want to run a certain amount of amount of anything, or do you want to hit a certain you know, speed for I'm a certain to learn myself or anything like that? Back doing outdoor running, I, we've been holding off on buying a treadmill actually just for this reason, because I feel like if we buy one, I'll cave and I'll, I won't run outside as much, especially in the summer because it's hot. And um, I used to not be afraid of that at all. I used to actually not mind running in the heat. I, I mean, I'm from India, like we love the heat, but it's, yeah, like, I mean, it's, but now right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was I was saying to Shmeek the other day, I'm like, I don't, I cannot run in this heat anymore. Like within a couple of miles, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to get back inside. And that, so I'm going to try to figure out like how far I can go and try to go in the mornings and figure out a schedule this summer and maybe think about, you know, as I don't know, I don't even know, 2021 when races start coming back, maybe something that I can try to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice. I have this little cushiony yeah. window of time where I can practice and get better and figure out who I am as an outdoor runner again, and then, you know, register for some things. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so much photo like a marathon. You see all those pictures. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I know it's so fun. And all our ladies I don't know, running a virtual marathon, like oh, I just I, cannot I even it. it's so imagine cool. running a virtual marathon. All the yeah. people. Yeah, they're just they're just amazing. Um I've kept you on for I a whole hour. This might be the most like, boring of all the podcasts. Fifty seven minutes. <laughs> we made it. No. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. You are so well spoken. <laughs> I can tell you're a psychiatrist because you are very in touch with yourself, which which is you know obviously well, great. great. And you have good anymore. insight into everything. <laughs> There's a um, reason I is... can see why you're the Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh whatever, yeah. I just like to talk, yeah. And I say like you know, and I meet like you know. I listen to these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you saying? You sound like you're five years old. But no. well, hey, it's like it's your not second job. My gosh. My gosh. I, know. I think, yeah, we're going to hit like 50 people pretty soon. I have to relook re at my list, but we're definitely like, closing in on like yeah, 50, that's amazing. 50 interviews, which is really fun and exciting. So, yeah. Um, yes, you, we're you put your kids to sleep and everything. They're all dolls, asleep. Like, so his entire collection of all novels. So we do that and then we go to bed. So they're in bed now. Oh, and so what time do you sleep? Do you like, are you a night, uh, like, like owl or do you go both. and go to early or vice versa? I'll go to bed at like 11.30 yeah. and then wake up at 4.30. And oftentimes like cookies happen at night, um, painting happens at night. 
um, any sort of art stuff usually happens. And then of course, like I, I'm very, like I have a major like FOMO problem, so I can't miss out on anything. So Shamik and I also fold laundry together at night. We have these things called laundry parties and we'll sit in front, like we'll, we'll binge watch like a show while we're yeah. watching, while we're doing laundry. Cause it, you know, it makes it for the time go faster. So, yeah. so yeah. So we're going to watch yeah. some shit yeah. free tonight. Yeah. And some Netflix. Yeah. Not anymore. Did you so say like, you wake I, up at four like, thirty? Sorry, I, I used to. I would do that like three or four okay. times a week to do my runs in the morning, and then so that really was. I, I think I, I'm. I, I can yeah. see the difference in how I feel and how I look. I honestly like with getting a little bit more sleep, which is terrible because I tell my patients all the time to get better sleep, and then I don't follow any of that stuff myself. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. I think COVID has really helped a lot of us have more time on our hands, whether or not it's translating into sleep. I'm not sure, no, I'm but glad. it certainly yeah. has for me. So it's, it's been good. So. Yeah. All right, Shushi, <laughs> I'll let you get to your like Netflix party or your laundry party. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for um, making time. I know you're super busy and you have a million things to do, no, but I really you. appreciate thank it. You too. And, Bye. You know, have a good night. And there you have it. That was my conversation with Shruti. Thank you so much for making time um, to talk to me and sharing your life. It was such a joy and pleasure to speak with you. Um, I hope you ladies are taking care of yourselves, that you have all the PPE that is uh, necessary in your um daily lives and in at your workplaces um, my heart goes out to all those ladies working in states where the COVID cases are increasing and I just hope that we can band together and really spread the message that you know that this is an important issue and hopefully we can tackle this problem together um, and I enjoy seeing your runs and congratulations to everyone who finished um, our virtual races Um, And until next time, happy running.